0: Comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. Third.
1: A foot race the other way.
0: It doesn't get much better than this, folks. The Stateside Soccer Show
1: with Logan and Jordan.
0: Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wigand and with me today is uh, Logan Song.
1: Yeah, I I'm, uh, I'm currently sitting here um in the Gabriel Heinze um I guess cabinet because I also got fired from my FIFA team. <laughs> That's
0: right. I should have led with that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Somebody fired from his uh career uh as a coach this week. Uh we don't have Gabriel Heinze with us. It is Logan Stump. It's rather
1: unfortunate to be honest. I was just sitting there and and like the you know the little numbers started dropping. I'm going. I'm doing pretty much everything you're asking and we're winning. So I don't really understand. Like, give me time to make some signings and get rid of some money and then I can we can make that profit. And I got canned. Like, we were climbing. We were like seventh going up, um, and I was going to get into like a relegation playoff match and we would have gotten the Premier League, but they fired me. So Uh, Heinz and I are currently looking for jobs. So if anybody out there is. uh, also, looking now, for did a, you
0: let your little uh computer guys have water breaks or was no. that a no? That was a no, no yeah, <laughs> that might have
1: been part of the issue. No water breaks, um, they had to wear long sleeves and jackets and hoodies just to prepare for the climate in Miami. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, well, you no, know, it, it does
0: sound like f- what they would wear in the middle of summer in England, anyway. Yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> right, we even hit our players so. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, that was uh, leading news here, Uh, Gabriel Heinz let go. We were just talking about this on Saturday. We were like, oh, he probably got like a year, right? Uh, But more information has come out since then about what actually uh, happened, Um, you know, like water breaks, uh, not him limiting how much water they could have. This is from like Doug McIntyre, I believe it was, uh, at the on Yahoo, um, limiting how many water breaks they can take during practice and the preseason. Uh, on days off, having them come in instead of giving them their mandatory day off. Uh, so just so all around some bad situations there, and it makes you really wonder what took so long, Logan going to get fired because it, it seems like they were like, well, let's see how it does when the results shake out. And we've been in a long stretch of the results not shaking out. Then you have the Joseph Martinez uh, issue, which they say this has nothing to do with why he was let go. Then all this other stuff comes out and you're like, it sounds like he's actually on like, uh, he was on strike three. He should have been on strike three. Uh, months ago, and it seems like he just kept, I don't know, fouling him off until he finally swung and missed this weekend against the Revs.
1: I was going to say it must have been like a 17-pitch at bat for him because it's funny.
0: 2-2 draw.
1: I feel like every time – I mean, we did this to Chris Armis too, Jordan. I mean, you did it mostly um, because every time that we talk about a coach that coming week um, – so whoever yeah, we're going to we talk are. about today uh, is in a lot of trouble. But, no, I think – you know, th- there's part of the problem uh, with this uh, newer generation of players, too. You've got to be very player friendly. It's not like it used to be in the old day where this probably wasn't even a news story uh, back in the old days. Because, I mean, coaches were just so abusive of their power. Yeah. Um, for, like, take for instance, basketball. I go to basketball because everybody really understands the Bobby Knight thing where he used to hit his players and, like, grab them by the hair and, and do all sorts of things. Throw uh, chairs. No water breaks, throw chairs, <laughs> like uh, slap people. I mean, it – it, they
0: ruled it's, by fear instead of by uh, yeah. by anything else. Right.
1: Know? And if you look at the coaches nowadays, and I'm not saying that that was right, I'm just saying the fact that nowadays, I mean, you've got players uh, that, you know, really look to their coach to be kind of this like 12th man, uh, maybe like a team captain instead of like the authoritative figure. So you've got to be pretty uh, player friendly. I know that there's some players um, that obviously are a little bit of a headache, but I, I think that even more so the players kind of control the destination now, um, whereas the coach is just kind of there, you know, making sure his players are happy and, and maybe coaching a little bit. But it, it does seem like the players do control a lot of the, the atmosphere in the locker room. But this was just – I mean, after this story came out and then the fact that it had nothing to do with Joseph, it, I mean, this team's in a lot it? of trouble.
0: Do you buy I, it? I don't
1: buy it completely, no. I think a lot of it has to do with Joseph. I think this was just added – pressure to put onto him so that teams or so you could justify to your fan base that you're, you know, this this many matches in and you've got to fire a coach because, you know, you're about halfway through this first season and it's not working out well. Um but again, this is starting to put starting to put a lot of crap on, on Atlanta. Um if Joseph does end up leaving, which I do think is still a possibility, um I there's just so much wrong with this franchise now. Um so it'll be interesting to see what they do to bounce back from it.
0: Well, he did talk with the press today. He said that he has another year on his contract and he uh, wants to retire here. So I think, I think on his end, I, I think it might be resolved. And I think it may have been. Look, we had two situations that are very similar here. Josie Altidore was uh, sent away to train with like you know fifteen year old, uh, with Toronto. When whatever happened with Curse Armas. Then once he was fired, uh, Josie's brought back into the fold. We have a similar thing here where Joseph was, uh, you know, sent away for the last week and a half to two weeks. And now the coach gets fired. And I assume the interim coach is going to be like, we're slotting Joseph right back in there. And I wouldn't be surprised if Joseph scores a few goals, uh, because of that same way Josie did, uh, against Orlando. Um, but let's just show our predictions again from Eastern Conference. So yeah. uh, I had them two. Uh, you had them five. And I got to give a shout-out here to uh, Corbin, uh, one of our listeners and followers of on Twitter and Instagram, because at the beginning of the season, he's like, why is everybody ranking Atlanta this high? Uh, I bought into the Heinze, uh, you know, I don't know how to say the hype, right? Because people are like, this is them going back to their roots from Tata Martino. This is them, you know, leaving the Frank DeBoer. And I thought that's your new manager bump. But it sounds like they replaced a Frank DeBoer who doesn't really have a lot of those complaints against him with somebody that was just like a monster uh, when it comes to this type of stuff. And uh, I'm starting to think maybe they won't get second now.
1: I think they're a little far away
0: from that. They're very far away from it. Uh but you know, maybe they have that new manager bump, the TFC bump. So uh what team do they face next? Because uh, we gotta watch out, they're gonna have a seven to one victory uh coming up here in their next match against Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati, we gotta talk about them later as well. But yeah, are we good to move on from the Atlanta Heinze situation?
1: Yeah, I think so. I, it's it, well, just one last thing about it, I guess. Is um, Rob Valentino's taking over, um, which yeah. he have been there, and he got appointed the new head coach. So it'll be interesting to see what he changes. I wouldn't the say former the formation. Orlando
0: player when um, yeah. they were a USL team,
1: right? So I and, and there's not many changes that I don't think are going to be made as far as formation and player personnel because that just doesn't tend to happen when you fire a coach in the middle of the season. It tends to stay about the same team. Um, and well, I really don't see this just real quick. They
0: anymore. did say that they're looking to sign a player this summer. Uh, right. they, uh, that was, uh, the Carlos at Darren Eels press mm-hmm. conference after this firing, they said that they're still looking for us. Like, I think they said like a starting 11 quality player to bring in. So, right. but
1: maybe a happy Joseph means a, a happier Atlanta United and a better mm-hmm. Atlanta United. But again, he hadn't been real impressive even in the games that he had been playing. So, um, I guess we'll see. Time will tell.
0: That could be, though, that he uh, was not allowed to drink any water.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Even a water sponsor. Do you wonder
0: if they do like a hydration (laughs) break? If Heinz is like, no, 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 no. (laughs) I I know there's a hydration break. Uh, It's FIFA mandated, but we're not drinking any of it. Logan, (laughs) put that down right now.
1: good lord um but no you're probably right i mean it's, it's it's a good thing they play indoors i guess i don't know maybe yeah they yes play they probably don't have that nice. many of it
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh you may drink now if that's if that's nice. what you want to do uh, <laughs> uh before we move on to the actual league games and stuff today the u.s soccer federation confirmed the cancellation of the 2021 u.s open cup we kind of figured that was coming it was postponed in april when they were trying to do a limited 24-team tournament. Uh, But with COVID and some teams still not being able to afford travel and all that kind of stuff, they they postponed it. It's officially canceled now. But they did announce uh, what the 2022 Open Cup is going to look like. Uh, It's going to run from March through September of next year and is expected to set a record of number of competing teams so 99 teams participated in 2017 which was the record and 100 clubs were scheduled to start uh, playing in 2020 but then that one was canceled as well Uh, there's going to be uh, this is from sports illustrated there will be more time between tournaments early rounds so before sometimes it'd be like a week or two break between it It seems like we're going to have some longer breaks the way that you kind of do with like an fa cup And qualifying for amateur teams that are not members of the USL League 2 or NPSL is going to take place this September through November. And half of MLS's 25 entries will be seeded into the round of 64, which will increase the potential number of lower division sides advancing to the round of 32. Um, All rounds involving MLS and USL clubs, uh, USL championship clubs, will be scheduled outside FIFA international windows. That used to be an issue as well. So the first round is going to be March 22nd to March 23rd. Second round is April 5th through 7th. Third round, April 19th through the 21st. Uh, April 22nd is the round of 32 draw with a May 10th, May 11th round of 32. A round of 16 uh, is on May 24th and 25th, with the quarterfinals June 21st to June 22nd, a semifinal in July 26th to July 27th, and a final is either on September 6th, 7th, or 13th, or 14th. And apparently that game's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. I know some people were complaining. Uh, I've seen a lot of people complaining on Twitter uh, about it being a on ESPN+, Plus because sometimes it's on ESPN2. I will say there's pros to ESPN Plus and the fact that you don't have to have cable to watch it. A lot of people cutting cable nowadays. But does it won't necessarily help grow the sport that way. But I also do remember the days when Seattle was in it all the time and winning it. The final was on Gold TV, which I think is defunct now. And it used to be the channel that the Bundesliga used to be on. And uh, nobody had that channel. I had to find like an illegal stream. I was sitting in uh, Old Key West <laughs> watching with my friend Dave Sporting KC versus Seattle Sounders or something in one of these uh, cup finals. So we're, we're coming a long way there. I, I will say that much. Um, Next, we got to get like the whole tournament broadcast because sometimes I think it's only on like the websites of the teams. Uh, last update I want to talk about here real quick is the U.S. women's team kicks off their, uh, Olympics. Uh, probably by the time you listen to this, uh, it would have already happened. So it starts Sweden versus the U.S. women's team at 4.30 a.m. on July 21st. That's Eastern time. Uh, if you're on the West Coast, it's a little easier. You just stay up till 1.30 well, the game starts at one thirty, and then you stay up till three thirty. Go to bed. It's a lot better than I don't know. Waking up early. What would you have to do? Wake up early for four thirty, or stay up and power through? What would What would you do?
1: Well, Jordan and I will be waking up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Jordan, you could watch
1: it before work.
0: <laughs> that would take me getting up at four 30, uh, yeah. which, uh, right now when I'm working from home, I can wake up like five minutes before my shift. Yeah. I like,
1: I wish it was at six 30 or something like that. It's much more manageable, but four 30 is brutal. Cause you're right. You're in that, you're in that. Like if you stay up, that's staying up really late. Um, and then going to sleep, I guess at six 30 or seven, it's hard to get up. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and most people work tomorrow. Um, and then I would say if you're going to if you're gonna wake up that early, then I guess that, that'd that probably be easier if you wake up and then try to power through the day, I guess. Um, maybe call it in or something. I don't know.
0: Their second game is on Saturday at 7.30. That's a little That's bit better. more manageable. And then on next Tuesday at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. against Australia. So we'll see how the women pull it through. We'll talk about those games a bit uh, and the results. I'm not sure if we'll... Sure, if they'll be able to have them on demand to watch them later or not, because I can't record anything. So we'll yeah. see how that goes. I might be able
1: to share my uh, one of my streaming services with you that I can record on. So.
0: Oh yes, yeah. You know, or I will have to buy my own. Yeah, yeah.
1: Jordan <laughs> will buy his own. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, clarity for our uh, listeners there. Uh, any sponsors FUBO you want to hand out some free FUBO to I was me? Say, I'll I'll record I'll record a promo for that. Yeah. Um you like football you like TV then crap FUBO, Fubo TV. TV there you go you're welcome FUBO <laughs> not an ad hashtag okay <laughs> uh let's talk some of these games that happen and then we'll go to the US game but uh this weekend we had a crazy weekend if you're watching the video stream you may see my jersey i'm wearing this week is minnesota united why is that logan
1: i'm guessing because they they done in the invincibles uh, they, they did took they out- took
0: it- down our last hope of an invincible team in mls yeah. for this season anyway and they beat seattle 1-0 if, if i could if i knew how to work this stuff better we had like flashy production here mm-hmm. i would i would pay the clip i play the clip Of you last week saying, Oh, yeah, they stay undefeated.
1: (laughs) Who's he talking about? I didn't say that. That must have been my twin brother, Smogan. Smogan. I was trying to come up with a name, but I was like, There's nothing. Logs. Like, that can really, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, uh, I guarantee you that Minnesota United was going to beat Cincinnati. Or, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> beat Seattle. Yeah, they're gonna beat Cincinnati as well. They don't play Cincinnati.
0: <laughs> don't. Uh, so, where that leaves us is Seattle, guess what? They still are the best team in the league with 29 points. Uh, SKC in the West is three points behind them, Revs two points behind them. We talk about Supporter Shield here. So, it doesn't affect Seattle all that much, just kind of breaks a record of. You know how that went. It was an away game too, so I guess that's to be expected. Um, that that's where the, their loss would be. There were some games where they really hung on and got wins and draws when they probably shouldn't have. And this one, I feel like when I was uh, watching it here, I have some notes that uh, you know the first half I felt like it was mostly Minnesota. Uh, Seattle had a chance like, right before the halftime. And then second half starts right with a Seattle chance. Uh, then there is a goal called back for offside. Then there is a, uh, a chance where Minnesota got pulled down in the box. Robin Lod got pulled down in the box. No penalty. Uh, and then a minute later, he, he gets the ball again and actually scores it this time. And Seattle lose late.
1: It's a it, uh, Seattle's got a couple of things. I mean, it, they've got one, um, both Radons are gone. Um, they've got a, a grocery list of injuries. And the fact that they're still staying in some of these games is pretty impressive. Um, just shows you how much depth they have. And I think just how good um, that Schmetzer is uh, as far as a coach. I, I think that there's just so much that he provides. Um, and when we go talk about coaches that I think players enjoy playing for, I think he's one of them. Um, but just the fact that they, they've they stayed unbeaten until uh, this, this last weekend is just a testament to just how talented the team is and and probably why they're favorites to win supporter Shield now.
0: I mean, we probably have to give some props to Minnesota here. Uh, they have really turned around from when they were at last place after the first four games. They're now in sixth place, and they're actually only three points back of fourth place. So they've come a long way too. Uh which is good for them, uh, but probably still well under where they want to be. When we talk about how Portland's been struggling, Portland's only two points behind Minnesota and only one place behind them in the table right now. So,
1: Can I rain on on Minnesota's parade real quick?
0: Um, yeah, go ahead.
1: Okay, uh, my, my guys at Final Third probably hate me. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, and I was listening to Extra Time. Um, and they were talking about just Minnesota United in general. Um, and they were right. The, the stretch of games that they've played, I mean, there, there's not noteworthy teams in this. I mean, they've been playing a lot of the bottom beaters where they've just been beating up on the bottom teams. And, and I know that's what you got to do, but it's not like they're going in and, and slashing up a, a West that's really strong. I think there's I think when you look at the Eastern teams, the reason why it's so tight is because all those teams are just so good that they're competitive. I mean, if you look one through eight – one through nine um, in the east. I mean, yeah, one through nine, if you go from New England all the way to D.C., I mean, those are that's only an 11-point gap between those you know teams. And then it, it's, you know, I think in the west, uh, you've got more gaps in between, like there's further gaps between Seattle and sporting, and then from sporting down to Galaxy, like th- there's just more gaps. I think that that's why you're seeing a, a west that is, it's easier to beat the bottom teams, and it, it might be easier to beat a team right below you, where in the east, I mean, there's just not a lot of room to wiggle around in the East, and I think that United is just playing teams. They played Dallas, Austin, Portland, who have it all struggled. They played San Jose this month, Colorado, who they lost to. Um, so that's not really a good stretch of games to really prove anything. I'm waiting until they start to hit into August when they start playing a little bit of tougher teams. But, again, the West I just don't think is as competitive.
0: Well, we'll see. I mean, I, I sometimes I find it hard to, to – with that logic of, well, they haven't played anybody because Mm -hmm. uh, at one point, Minnesota was the bottom feeder. So like, you know um, it it all depends on how it looks now. And these are definitely not how the tables are probably going to shake out by the end of the year. So sometimes I don't think those will really be able to tell until, you know, once the standings are finished that you're like, Oh, that, that ended up being a quality win, you know, or, yeah.
1: And it's all, I mean, fit, and, like, you know, what the team's form is, too, the, yeah. the teams that they're playing. Um, I will say RSL is starting to play a little bit better. I thought Colorado was starting to play a little bit better. Um, Portland's just trying to make it through. Um, so, again, those are teams more on the up, but it, it's still not teams that you necessarily write home about.
0: Uh, New York Red Bulls Miami got postponed. That game was supposed to be. At on Miami Saturday. Right. No, it was in New York. It was uh, during our East Coast, uh, your hurricane, Mid Atlantic uh, rainstorm. That was all Saturday and Sunday, pretty much. And uh, yeah, that uh, that game also ends up postponing uh, the Philadelphia DC game in the eighty fifth minute, and it doesn't start back up again until I think it was eleven thirty, uh, and it was a seven thirty kickoff. So. It was a delay for about two hours, two and some hours, uh, for them to come back out and and finish it due to the uh, lightning storm and thunderstorm. But uh, a second got postponed. Uh, We already talked about New England beating Atlanta. New England just continuing to do what they need to do to stay top of the East. Then we get uh, Crew beating New York City FC. Zellerion having himself a game there again. Against NYCFC, that's going to create some. I, I feel like very frustrated NYCFC fans. Um, then you have this let's talk about this gorgeous game here that was Montreal Cincinnati <laughs> 5 4. Yeah, let's call it Montreal gorgeous. win. Uh, <laughs> My goodness, here we go. So let me just say, Montreal hit the crossbar three times in the first half. <laughs> okay, hit the post or the crossbar three times. A minute and 30 seconds in, they hit it. Then there's a bad giveaway from Montreal that leads right to Medunian, the former uh, Philadelphia Union player, and uh, he gets it in six minutes in. 1-0 Cincy. Then, uh, guess what, another bad giveaway. Uh, Brenner takes it, puts it in, 2-0, 14 minutes in. Uh, Mason Toy pulls one back in the 21st minute. Then we have another bad giveaway, but this time the keeper for Montreal comes up with the save. Then we had uh, a Vermeer spilling the ball on a shot here that made it 2-2 uh in the 34th minute so uh since he blew a two goal lead there it won't be the first uh, it's the first time it won't be the last time in this match alone in the 42nd minute there is another goal for cincy it's a free kick uh unmarked in the middle of the box is Vallacilla uh, who just heads it in pretty good Then we had right after halftime in the 46th minute, it's another bad giveaway by Montreal. Brenner scores it again, 4-2 in the 46th minute. Things are looking up for Cincinnati, you could say, uh, until the 72nd minute. Mason Toy has a a penalty. He steps up, converts it. It's 4-3. And then in the 74th minute, so just two minutes later, Ahmed uh, Hamdi scores to make it 4-4. And then in the 87th minute, Ahmed Hamdi scores again to make it 5-4 for the game winner. And just shambolic from Cincinnati. What were your thoughts on this? Because... Uh, I will say we did not watch this one live. I think we were both watching two different games. This was at the same time, I think, as Orlando, and at the same time as Philly. So we're just casually keeping eyes on scores of it, and it's like, oh, man, 2-0 already, Cincinnati. And then the next time I saw it was 4-2, and then 4-4, and then 5-4. And going back and watching this game, it was just crazy uh, how much – Cincinnati blew it here. And uh, even Montreal, let's not let Montreal off the hook here. How many of those goals? I think I said four out of the – three or three or four out of the goals for Cincinnati were all very bad giveaways that yeah. the defense was handing Cincinnati as they're trying to play out the back.
1: Yeah, it's tough when you go out and sign a guy that won't get vaccinated and uh, can't travel to Canada because he won't um... – and, you know, they, they knew coming in that Jeff Cameron was – he's had issues before. I mean, I know he's gone total political AWOL on Twitter a couple times. I know that he's had some issues and run-ins with different people. Um, but then, you know, it, it just – it seems like a perfect storm again for Cincinnati. Um, and here's this Montreal team that we thought Jordan and I, if you pulled that uh, lovely wooden spoon thing up, um, both of us had them sitting with wooden spoons. Um and uh, pretty comfortably. I think when we even talked to Paul about it, I, I think that you really, you thought of a team that just didn't have enough teeth to, to get through some of these teams that are in the East that are really good. But obviously, uh, Montreal does. I know we got attacked on
0: YouTube. I don't know if
1: you saw that comment um, on our YouTube with you go way back to our prediction, somebody went and watched it and left a, a comment that today. Yeah, this no, this was Oh. Probably, probably a week ago, it's probably still on there. You can go see it. Um, but yeah, we uh we kind of got uh, lit up for uh, oh, yeah. get Montreal uh that low down into our predictions. But uh, this, I guess we can apologize. They're fourth, um, they score really well. I thought that you know, Mason Toys played extremely well, um, with the team um when Mihailovic has played he's played really well uh so uh, you know this is a team that I think is pretty good and then you got Cincinnati who just I mean again they can't defend um when they can't defend they can't score it's I feel really bad because we we've got some really good friends with the with the Cincinnati soccer talk um yeah the, the guys over there the Weigel twins that we've had on um I feel really bad for them because I want them to be successful the brand new stadium but it just seems like it's just like this team that's cursed. I don't know. They're like the Cubs of MLS. I have no idea what's going on. Um, and neither do they. I think they just get to a point where like, we're going to give up soon because this is just not fun anymore.
0: <laughs> they have to figure it out at some point. They do. You know, They, they do because uh, you have a hungry market there. It's the same thing we kind of say about uh, how Orlando was, how Toronto used to be, where they were hungry. And then the just – the team wasn't good right and you can fix that by winning but nothing really shows me that this team is close to doing that now the good thing for them is they're in 11th place right but they're only four points ahead of miami right now uh look not like miami is really jumping up the table at this rate either but you know, it's kind of like a uh, – that, that's only a win and a draw and since he's losing two games. And if they keep playing like this, that's, that's going to happen. Um, with the uh, – yeah, I mean, it just sucks in the Cameron aspect because he wasn't able to go there. And maybe he prevents some of these goals. You can't really say that for certain, though. Uh, no. I, I do think it is a yeah. – almost mentality of Cincinnati at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure Yapstom can fix it. And I think uh, his seat should be red hot by the time we get to oh, – here we to, go. Uh, uh, the, yeah, yeah. There we go. All right. Let me, let me write this down. Okay. So if you'd like to take bets on managers getting fired, <laughs> we just organically came up with Yapstom there. So that is – I would put some money on that. Yeah. Uh, put the cause... money down.
1: Let's see who do they have next. Let's go in here and just check. Uh, next, they've got okay. So they've got Atlanta. Atlanta bounces back. Atlanta bounced angry. back here, <laughs> and then Nashville smash them in, and then then they're he's as good as gone. <laughs> he's as good as gone. Jordan, way to go. Do
0: you think they give him until the end of the year?
1: No, I don't. Now that you said it, <laughs> <laughs> now that I said it, he's done. No, but if if it does happen, then um, you can just start sending us in. Um, your your little bets and bet lines and we can try work it into the show organically and we can see what we can do for you guys um mostly because it works the opposite of what i say and it always works the way jordan wants so heck uh, i don't I know if i know
0: anything about betting so i'll just say this is a plus 500 is that good or bad i don't
1: know i have no idea i i don't understand spreads maybe matt could tell us but he's gonna yeah, we'll get mad
0: on here and tell us the spread of yacht Stan getting fired <laughs> Um,
1: but, yeah, no, that, that's that's not good. So, yeah, I think Yap's gone. But, like you said, it's just this mentality now. It's like this losing. You know, you got teams like the Sounders that just have this winning mentality. I think Cincinnati just looks for things to go wrong. And when they do go wrong, it works out for Cincinnati just because they've expected it. It's very sad. Yeah,
0: it is sad. Philadelphia Union beat D.C. United 2-1. This one, like I said, was postponed for about two hours or so due to lightning, but Sergio Santos scores 11 minutes in. Then there's a penalty, and Assad converts it to make it 1-1, and then uh, Shabilko in the 83rd minute makes it 2-1. This was at Philadelphia, so uh, a good result for them in the sense of, you know, D.C. has not been a team that you can just run over, right? They're ninth place. Uh, they're only three points above Atlanta, so it is funny the contrast about how we talk about some of these teams. Yeah, but but DC when you look at, yeah, they, they score tons of yeah. goals. Though. They have eighteen goals compared to Atlanta's thirteen. Yeah, um, and, and two of their uh, best
1: players are gone too: Donovan yeah. Pines and, and Ariel are both yeah,
0: out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I guess Hamid's still. Yeah, Hamid's yeah. Still there. Yeah, uh, I just saw him. But yeah, so it's a uh, you know good good result for Philadelphia. Uh, you know, especially to get the win at the end, uh, which was literally I think two minutes before they had to pause the rest of the match. So <laughs> uh, it was good to not have to worry about coming back out and uh, at a tie game and trying to get up to mm. speed. You already had the lead at that point. Uh, Toronto won, Orlando won, and this was uh, uh, where Josie scored 72 minutes in, and then mm. Nani scores in the 77th. To make it a 1-1 draw at BMO Field. So another game up in Canada. And Josie gets on the score sheet here. He got to celebrate with his fans. But Orlando... Get the point. Uh, they're, They're doing... They're doing okay. They did slip to third place. But they have one less game played than the Union and New England. And they're only one point behind Philadelphia. So... You know, a win in that in that game puts them second. But uh, we we got a bunched up East here. Yeah. After you get, you know, underneath New England, you have a three point difference from second to six. That's pretty and, crazy.
1: And I think all those teams have 13 games played except the Union. I think Union are the only ones that have 14 played. Yes. Yep. So and New in New York City FC um, have 12. Yeah, they have 12, so they could be in that 20 bunch too. And so could Red Bull because they've yep. only played 12. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, this these this table is that's like I said, just it's just so compact. They're all it's almost like they're all so competitive with each other, which is really fun. It's going to make playoffs really great because these teams. I don't think there's a lot that separates them, um, especially the top three or four, um, because I do think Nashville eventually moves up above Montreal. But every time I keep saying that, Montreal just continues to. to, So if you want to bet some money
0: on that. uh, Nashville will will finish below
1: Montreal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, no. But uh, I don't know. This is exciting. Uh, uh, Orlando plays Philly uh, on Thursday uh, in Orlando, so that'll be a pretty fun one. Yes, you
0: will be there. Yeah. My sister will be there. She's on the opposite side of me, though. She's an Orlando fan because she lives down there. So, <laughs> but I will be uh, will be rooting hard for the Union in that game. We gave our predictions to the final third podcast. You want to you want to say what yours was?
1: Yeah, I picked a one-one draw. Um, Orlando seems to be in that real spell of just not being able to pull ahead of people.
0: I said two-one Union win. Let's go, dupe it up.
1: That's the, those are the two I would take. I would take union winning or a draw. I don't, Orlando just doesn't feel right right now. There's a lot going on. DK's missing. Um, Mueller's kind of like MIA because there's a lot going on, I think, with his transfer stuff. So I don't know. It's very interesting. A lot of injuries in the back, too, for, for Orlando. That does not bode well when you've got a, a union team that can light you up sometimes. So.
0: Uh, Nashville put five past Chicago. They finished that game 5-1. Danny um, Mukhtar. Yeah, Mukhtar with a 16-minute hat trick and actually only a six-minute hat trick. He scores <laughs> his first one 10 minutes in, then the 13th minute, then the 16th minute. Uh, there is a red card on Kapelhoff as well for Chicago. But uh, it's fun when you have these types of hat tricks that mm. just – I don't know where – uh, three goals in 16 minutes, three goals in six minutes technically, but um, I think they said it's the fastest hat trick. Uh, there was some confusion regarding that at some point, but I do think they officially said it's the fastest MLS hat trick.
1: I did hear that the guys from Gold Cup were the ones trying to decide if it was the fastest from hat trick because they kept going back. It was, and then it wasn't, and then it was, and then it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. The official scores of the Gold Cup were like we gotta officially score if this is the fastest hat trick in MLS. <laughs> let yeah, it, let it us know is, that isn't. Yeah, yeah.
1: Let us correct it. That that earned Hani Mukhtar the the Player of the Week though. Uh, when you score a hat trick in six minutes, that that usually deems you
0: a pretty. So Does also give play. you something fun? You know how like they'll be like, uh, yeah, this like team a, scores a few like goals, six pizzas or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like uh, <laughs> something ridiculous like. Since Mukhtar scored a hat trick in six minutes, we have six pizzas for $5.99 at uh, Little Caesars.
1: See here, I think you – I'm going to go on a tangent here because you're talking about giveaways. So I had this great idea for Orlando City. And Einstein Bagels, you can call me up when you're ready to get this done for (laughs) Orlando City. Um, So if Orlando City keeps a clean sheet, wouldn't it be very um, apropos to to give an award and call it the – uh, Rodrigo Schlegel bagel
0: and have <laughs> free bagels for people when Rodrigo plays. <laughs> how about only? How about only when he's in goal? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what Einstein Bros would be like. Yeah, that's what we'll do when he's in goal.
1: Yeah, we'll give everybody free bagels, <laughs> and then blah, blah,
0: you know. And then last year when it happened, so yeah. like, oh no, they're like, I'll I'll crap. close it down. Close it down.
1: Uh, <laughs> No, that was my thing because they the Orlando City gives a I think it's like 50 percent off when Orlando City either draws or wins.
0: It's always um, like good. Papa John's. Is it like Papa John's or Pizza is it... Hut? It's oh, Pizza. Hut. Okay. Yeah. I like Pizza Hut better. So.
1: Yeah. I'll Then you would like uh you would like Orlando City's uh stadium because they're they're the official sponsors Pizza Hut and they have like a pizza. Oh hut yeah, thing. they
0: have a Pizza Hut there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah,
1: yeah just that there, there's there. my tangent. The Red Eagle Bagel Bagel. So. That's the new there giveaway. go. Sign I'm gonna, up. I'm actually going to email Orlando City after this and. and
0: yeah, tell. there you go. Do it. I dare you to do it. Do it and then post the email on Twitter. I'm going to do it. You got
1: to do it. I'm doing it right now.
0: I'm going to make a. So what I'm going to
1: do is I'm going to Photoshop a bagel next to Schlegel
0: and tag Einstein in
1: the, the Orlando City and Lake Town to and, and just do it
0: and see what happens. Uh, and you know, it's funny. People will see that post before they listen to this, and they'll be like, I don't get it. And then they'll be like, oh, my goodness. It was the inspiration right here. We witnessed that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Regal,
0: shaggle, bagel. Uh, Colorado drew with San Jose 1-1. And uh, Vancouver beat LA Galaxy 2-1. This was I was watching this game, and I was shocked, I tell you. Uh, but... It, it just uh 77th minute, uh, Dahomey scores to make it 2 1. Uh, there was a goal for uh Zubac, I believe, that was called offside, uh, that would have given LA the lead at one point, and then that kind of reversed. But uh, Galaxy have a hiccup there, but they're still in a they're still pretty in minor a spot, yeah, yeah that's
1: just a minor one. Um, they look like the second best team in the West, so they need to keep it up because SKC kind of they're they're going to lose a lot when Busio leaves. That, that's just going to be real tough for them, I think.
0: LAFC beat RSL two one. This was a fun game. Uh, I recommend everybody to go watch the highlight package if you haven't, because we watched a full game on ESPN plus. Uh, just lots of back and forth and lots of good stuff. There is a penalty that uh, Vela does miss. Uh, Ochoa steps up and saves it. Really great save from him, too. And then Vela's goal that he scores in the 79th minute to get the win was a rocket that goes, like, above Ochoa's head but Mm -hmm. underneath of the crossbar. Beautifully placed. Wonderful. LAFC uh, with Vela in this lineup – Look good. I mean, they've looked uh, really good. If we looked at the stats.
1: The stats are insane.
0: (laughs) Which I wish it would load. Here it is. Uh, uh, 29 shots to three. Okay. Nine shots on goal to two. And uh, the, yeah, those are the big ones. LAFC had
1: 5.44 expected goals compared to RSL's point (laughs) eight. Ochoa so, really and,
0: stood on his head, though. Eight saves. I mean, he had
1: to have, because that's saves. a lot of expected goals to have just two goals. I mean, that's almost six goals um, that you can round that up to, which is nuts. Because And did you see Ochoa posting um, – sorry to go on so many tangents – Ochoa posting his picture of him with the Mexican national team?
0: Yeah, a lot of people th- thought it meant he's picking them. He said, no. don't read too much into uh, it. And. Yeah. Although it
1: probably doesn't help that he's been left out of the gold cup roster, but I think that was just to get Turner some more minutes. Cause I think Berhalter wanted to see Matt Turner play.
0: It also probably doesn't help that, you know, uh we kind of have Stefan for mm-hmm. uh, Stefan's still young. Yep. So, and we he's have, uh, up. we have Horvath who's still right. young. So like a is pretty blocked in if, if, uh, I wouldn't he blame him to go
1: to, to Mexico like at this point. Um, and honestly, the way that he played in big games, not to, to bash on him too hard, but I, I like Stefan and Horvath more than I would like um, Ochoa because I think Ochoa kind of gets a little too feisty sometimes. So.
0: Portland beat Dallas 1-0 and uh, Ibobese, uh scoring. I don't know why it's taken them so long to play him just in the middle of the field to be a number nine, but they love putting him on like the left or the right usually. And, uh, he just exceeds so much better when he's, when he's just right up the middle.
1: I saw where you like to tweet too. Like how long is it going to take before the U S realizes that he's also around?
0: <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he, they, again, that's another one Christ left off of yeah. the roster.
1: Right. And we got Eric Williamson called in, so maybe we can do the same for Jeremy. Because I feel like it's the same ill. Like we need more creative players sometimes in the middle when some of these players are out. Like when if Weston McKinney has to miss time or Pulisic or Musa or any, you know, just rattle off the names. um, Where do you go? I think a Boba a great fit. And
0: well, as the manager of the U.S. Men's team in my FIFA career. Yeah. uh... What what are your
1: thoughts on this, Jordan? You haven't gotten fired from the federation. I have not.
0: No, I have not. I did not pull a Logan or Heinz. (laughs) A. (laughs) <laughs> but uh let me just say i beat canada seven nothing okay so who needs who who should have the job more <laughs> is what i'm saying here uh <laughs> and moving to that let's move to the gold cup um because we already talked about seattle minnesota so we can move on from that that was the one game on sunday but uh also on sunday and uh shack Moore scores 20 seconds into this game uh, as I'm bringing in the last of the groceries. So I, I, step in and I turn the game on the TV and it's like still doing pregame stuff. And I'm like, okay, I only have like few more things left in the car. Mm-hmm. I go out there and I get like the last things I come in and Shaq is celebrating. And I already missed the highlight of it. And I was <laughs> like, I was like, what? I was like, and I even thought to myself, like as I'm walking out there, Oh, if it starts, it, I won't miss anything in the first 20 seconds. And of course that's when it happens. Uh, but you know what? I'll take it. I'll take the win over me witnessing the goal live. I saw the highlight of it. It was a good goal. Uh, but, yeah, USA score, 20 seconds in. And that's the that's the scoring. It's one nothing. But when we look at the game as a whole, Canada dominated this game. 14 shots to USA 6. Um, possession leans to Canada at 55-45. Now, the USA won the game. They win the group. That's kind of what we wanted to see when we talked on Saturday. We said it's good for this group to have to win. And I think that that worked in their favor because they had to, once they scored and were getting owned, they had to kind of lay out for it at times. You know, Turner Mm -hmm. had to come up with some saves. Um, But uh, Buzio didn't really play all that great. Uh, You know, the midfield as a whole was
1: just a big
0: hole was Canada was just running through us yeah. uh it wasn't a lot to stop it and I don't know how you stop it at, at sometimes like this and it was uh pretty brutal I will say though that Canada it was impressive they've been you know getting I remember the back in the days when their only player was Dwayne De Rosario and they would never even get to like the the last round of qualifying for the World Cup. So they are improving, and they have all these young players like Alfonso Davies, who wasn't there, Jonathan David, who wasn't there, right? But a uh, big blow to them, if you didn't see this news, uh, Akinola, ACL injury, he's out for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. and Kyle Larin is injured. Yeah. So who, who are they bringing in to play, striker? Because uh, CONCACAF is allowing changes mm-hmm. after the group stage uh, for them to add people to their roster. But if both of them are out of, I don't know if Laren's out of the roster completely, but if he's out for their next games, that pretty, pretty bad stretch for Canada. Cause I actually think they have a shot to maybe win this tournament. If it's not mm-hmm. the USA and Mexico,
1: I guess Cavallini. Um, but looking at the rest of them, like Tyler Pascher's not your typical no, he's striker. He's too. a wing. Um, and then, other than that, you got two midfielders, Jonathan Osario and Michael, or Mark Anthony Kay, who are not attackers. Um, quarterback Corbin now. I don't, I don't even know who that is. Um, <laughs> so that's about it. But like you said, they they've added that rule, and and I, I, I guess it does suck because the the U.S. does have so much depth that they could call upon, and the Canada as well. So I know where I saw where. Like the smaller nations were upset about that rule change because the to be U. honest, US that won. that
0: rule used to always be a thing. Was to be it? honest, um, before COVID, even it'd be like once you hit the round of sixteen, you could make a certain number of roster changes to your twenty-three, mm-hmm. and uh, that was always how it was. So then there'd be times where like let's say, let's say we had called it or like Shaq Moore, right, mm-hmm. who is an overseas player there were sometimes where it'd be like, okay, they're in the group stage. And as soon as we hit knockouts, we might send him back to his club. And then we'd call up another MLS right back or something. It, like Sometimes that's how they would, how they would do it. But that rule was canceled or like, you know, like they were not going to do it this time. And then because of COVID, they ended up adding it back in.
1: So um, I guess just takeaways from the U S like, Um, The one thing that I I wanted to talk about still was just how, you know, we've got in the World Cup qualifying, we've got the attacking players solved. Like, we've got when Pulisic is healthy, when the guys are healthy, when Rain is healthy. We've got Weston McKinney. We've got him. We've got, you know, we've got Tyler Adams, who's in that center mid. We've got um, different options at striker, like Sergeant D.K. Zardes now, Hoppy. Um, So, like, that was already set. The thing that I think that U.S. fans should take away from this is just how impressive the defense has been. Um, and especially in this match, like, this isn't a team – like, Canada was not a team that you come in and, and then you lose your best defender and captain and Zimmerman. And yeah, you just, I
0: think this game goes totally different if right. Zimmerman's good to go and, and yeah. doesn't have to leave.
1: Yeah, because you can kind of feel it deflate after that, but the U.S. was lucky enough to hold, and I thought Donovan Pines came in and played a lot better than he had. Um, but, again, like, Shaq Morris played still wasn't well. great, though. No, not fantastic, but, uh, you know, for – and then when you've got – when you've got the ability to call on um, like a Reggie Cannon eventually um, when he's healthy uh, and he did come on. um, So maybe that's what happens, but you're kind of missing that. Zimmerman's there. They don't really have like that typical center back that you really need. Um, Maybe Shaq can play more central, but I don't know know, how that works out with Reggie Cannon being on that right side, if that weakens your defense a lot. Um, James Sands played well again. I thought Miles Robinson and Vines were really good again. But again, I think the biggest thing that we as fans can take away is just how much depth we're we're starting to find. Like nobody, I don't think, was thinking about Shaq more, um, as mm-hmm. a as a viable option. Now he looks really good. He's looked confident, and that's all a good player needs is confidence when he's young, and that just makes him turn. Like look at Sergino Dest; it's all confidence. Once he, everybody's talented on this roster. Once he got confidence, it's like nobody can stop it now. So.
0: And, yeah, Dest has uh, Bar- uh, Bayern Munich going after him again. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, um, no, that'd be fun to have him and, uh, and uh, Alphonso Davies on the other side to play alongside. So just having yeah. those two run around like crazy, that'd be nuts. Uh,
0: but, yeah, the, the U.S., uh, you know, we, we still don't know who they'll play because we're recording this Tuesday night, and that's when the rest of the games are. Um, but they will face either Costa Rica or Jamaica. Whatever one finishes second Andre. of their group, yeah. Oh man, that could be really tough. If we have to go that against Andre. No, thank you. So let's go Costa Rica, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. They don't have, yeah, they don't have Kaler Navas here, right? So I no. think we're okay there. Um, but ultimately, would you be shocked if they lose to Jamaica or Costa Rica? This team. Um,
1: yeah, I would like, uh, based on what we saw from Jamaica, when we played their first team in that friendly over in England, when we had all those guys, I still thought we dominated pretty much. I, I thought that we played extremely well against Jamaica, Costa Rica. I think you're going to see a pretty similar team that the team beat, um, when we were in, uh, nation's, nations league. league. So, yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, Yes, I would be shocked because I, I think the U.S. and I'm not I'm trying to see this from a but Mexico hasn't played well and so that I think has given and we beat Canada and I think we look better than Canada for right now. Um, I think the U.S. might be the team to beat. So yeah, I, if you're if you're one of the top dogs and you get beat by one of these teams in this first knockout round, yeah, I, I'd be shocked. Um, it wouldn't be the worst thing because I do think we found out quite a bit from. Some of these players that we've seen play, like Sebastian Legette, again continue to play like he should, yeah. um, and probably one of our most reliable players. Like right now, if I'm doing World Qualifying or if I'm in World Cup, Sebastian Legette might be the first name. Which sounds crazy, but he it's a, one of the first names I try to pencil in somewhere. Try to find him a spot somewhere on that on that starting eleven, which is nuts because he, you know, people want to bash him because he plays for the Galaxy, but I think he's been fantastic. But what about you? Would you be shocked or floored if they went out there and dropped one
0: no i would not um i do think this team has some problems it almost feels like olympic qualifying
1: yeah i could see where, that.
0: where we did enough to get through and we were feeling good and then i, I you know like having to face costa rica or jamaica both of those, like Jamaica's beat us before in this competition and Costa Rica is always a a, a team that could, could pull up an upset. So I wouldn't be shocked. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that like when, when I heard that's who would be playing as one of them, I was like, really? Because I do think that this team has some problems against quality opposition in this game. DK was largely absent. Sardes was largely absent at times uh, there just wasn't enough for us to really get through, for this squad, mm. to get through a quality opponent. Com- you know, this the quality raised itself from when we were facing Martinique and uh, I'm blanking on the other team name for some reason right now. Who, who was the other team we faced?
1: Oh, no, I can't think of it.
0: Who the heck did we play? Haiti. Haiti, yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. So definitely, definitely a bigger step up from those two teams, and they struggled. They struggled a lot, and so much that they let Canada dominate the game. Yeah. And Canada is not known, and you know, for for dominating games against quality opposition. Like I said, they are getting better, but they're not like they shouldn't have had that much of an easy time with us. Luckily, uh, you know, and really they could have called a penalty against Zimmerman uh, before he goes out injured. So there there were some worrying signs there that I worry about going into this next game, but uh, hopefully Greg just gets them set and settled and we're able to win this game and get to the semis and then win that game and get to the final and then win that game and be champions. But uh, I just don't know if it'll be – I mean, Mexico hasn't been super impressive, but they also haven't given up a goal.
1: That's true. We – when you look at these lineups, like I'm starting to think of like if I had to, like if we were going into World Cup qualifying, World Cup, if I was, if we were doing an episode on like what, what is our biggest concern for the U.S. men's national team? I'm starting to think it's got to be like the, it's not even the defense. Like I think people thought, oh, we got a hole in the defense. I'm like, no, it's not even that. It's the fact that I think that our midfield, uh, Weston McKinney's really good. Uh, the has been very serviceable, but after that, I mean, you're looking at a, a really big gap between. Like Busio hasn't quite proven himself yet; he's very young. He's still, still young, yeah. Yeah, Musa again, very young, clearly very young. Tyler Adams, can he stay healthy? And he's not really a creator, um, so it, it makes you think. Like, uh, you really don't want Kellen caught Like, no offense. But the to biggest,
0: Kellen, but... I think, the biggest issue going forward is is scoring goals. Yeah. And uh, part of this breakdown
1: is in the middle. Like you can't
0: you yeah. can't get the
1: balls to DK. Like Pulisic, you know what? I, honestly, you know the game that we looked really good was when what game was it when Pulisic was playing? Like he was almost more attacking through the mid, like through the midfield. Like when he was mm-hmm. getting back to his old self, I think it was maybe been uh, Sweden. No, couldn't have been Sweden. We didn't play very well against him. I don't remember who it was, but it was one of the games where he was getting inside enough to where he's creating in that midfield. Because without Weston McKinney, I mean, this team—if—if if he ever went down hurt, this team, this—we'd really struggle because there's no link up between the midfield and the attacking players.
0: Yeah, and uh, that—that's going to be the thing I think is—is is scoring goals, being mm-hmm. able to create goals and score them. I think is one of our biggest issues. It's is the issues we've had. You know, no matter who we have at the number nine right now, mm-hmm. and um, we'll see how that goes. I guess, but. All right, uh, so they will play Sunday night at like 9.30. I think it's an actual like 10 o'clock kickoff. Yeah. So uh, that's the downside of winning the group. Uh, going back to – Dang it, I knew that was
1: going to happen. I, I wonder that not to happen.
0: Going back to MLS real quick, tonight uh, on Tuesday when we're recording is Vancouver, Houston at 10 o'clock. Then tomorrow, July twenty-first, we have the Crew versus Nashville at seven thirty. Miami versus New England at seven thirty. New York City FC versus Montreal at seven thirty. Toronto versus Red Bulls at seven thirty. Chicago DC at eight o'clock. Uh, the, all those games are on ESPN Plus. Then on FS One is Cincinnati Atlanta. Then we have KC versus San Jose. Colorado, Dallas, uh, Salt Lake, LA at ten o'clock, and ten thirty is Portland, LAFC. That one is on FS1 as well. Then on Thursday, Orlando versus Philadelphia as the final third guys called it the Stateside Soccer Show Derby. uh, uh that's at seven thirty on ESPN. Oh, we're on we're on a you're main going network. down. Jordan. We're on a main network. I Look know, at that. It does.
1: There must be nothing on the NBA finals are over. <laughs> nothing <laughs> else is on on Thursday, I guess. Baseball's not on. The NBA finals are done. Football hasn't started no, yet. Actually,
0: so Thursday will be the another game if they um, – Game if, seven, yeah. If it's game seven, so. <laughs> there we go. We get demolished we'll in the ratings, them. I guess. Yeah. Right, uh, And then Austin versus Seattle at 9.30 on ESPN as well. Then we have games on Saturday, which I think – we're probably going to have to record another one on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. No, we
1: don't, do we? Of course we do. We have to record every day.
0: Oh, we have to record for the midweek matches, I guess. Yeah. So we, we might have another show for you there.
1: <laughs> we might have a lot of shows coming up.
0: With so many <laughs> Just games. Just wait until the
1: qualifying happens. There's like a ton of games in September. That'll be Oh, fun. yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, we will really have to buckle down Then You'll be back in school. We'll uh, have we'll stoppage have to... time back. We'll have stoppage time back. Uh, which we have to probably start next week or so. Really, we'll get to talk um, every day, Jordan. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I think that's about it. I think that's all we really have to talk about these games. Um, wasn't much to talk about that USA Canada game. Just USA just not playing super well. They hung on for the point uh, for the three points, which is the important part. They win the group. And uh, at the end of the day, what did I? So you text me. You said that was eh, right? Isn't that what you yeah, said? Yeah, that was eh. Uh... And I just said. Uh not a convincing win, but a win. So that's the way I was. I was looking at it, uh, the positive side.
1: <laughs> You've got to grab points in qualifying. So we're getting ramped up for qualifying. Just grab exactly. points wherever you can.
0: Exactly. But, yeah, so we will, uh, I guess, get ready to head out of here. Um, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter, at StatesideShow, uh, to see uh, if we can get Bagel's Slagle's bagel, uh, up and That's running run. uh, Instagram at statesideshow facebook.com slash statesideshow or email us statesideshow at gmail.com or you can follow the link tree in the show notes for all of our links there and we will catch you all I guess uh, like I said maybe Saturday release there and we will see you then tomorrow throwing his body in it's going to fall for Ibrahimovic oh come on Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show. As we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL, this is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.